Welcome to the Millennium Counseling Center podcast, where hope is yours, it's time to soar. I'm your host, Oren Madison. It's time to rise above and celebrate healing, hope, and recovery with the Millennium Counseling Center team. Special thanks to Kaz Source, who helps us with the production of our podcast. If anybody needs any help or looking into podcasts, please reach out to Kaz Source at kazcontent.com. Hey, this is uh, Oren Madison and Derek Bilsma from Millennium Counseling Center in Chicago. And we're getting together to answer a few of your all's questions about how to navigate uh, your mental health and your recovery during the stay at home and COVID-19. We're going to get to a few of your questions today. So one of the questions that's been coming up is what, what do I need to share with my psychiatrist that I'm meeting for the first time over a virtual meeting? Yeah, and I think that this is a common question. Um, there are people who are either re-engaging with a psychiatrist from the past or going to see someone new. And uh, so they're not sure exactly how much information to share with the person or what specific information is really important. And I think one of the things you want to remember is that a psychiatrist, uh, generally speaking, is going to be somebody who's going to be using medication management to help with any of the symptoms that you're experiencing, whether it be anxiety or depression or, or, or whatever that is. And so the really important part is that you give your psychiatrist as much information as you possibly can regarding any of the outside factors that may be affecting how you feel um, or how you're feeling. And so, and there's a bunch of them, there's a lot of them. And, and Oren can speak to this a little bit, but there are a lot of different factors that you need to make sure that you're open and honest with. You need to give them true, complete information so that they can effectively do their job. One of the kind of cultural norms is that people kind of say that they're feeling something and uh, that means that somehow they should be on a certain kind of medication. And so they'll start a relationship with a psychiatrist and talk about the symptoms that they think will kind of get them to be prescribed a certain medication. Um, And unfortunately that can be really dangerous because the psychiatrist um, really needs to know all the different kinds of factors that are going on. So the different things are, you know, how and what you're eating and, you know, the kind of exercise and sleep that you're doing, um, you know, any kinds of vitamins that you're on, you know, any kind of um, other prescribed or non-prescribed medications or drugs that you're using, um, all the way up to kind of the amount of consumption of alcohol on a daily or weekly basis. Um, All of this information can be extremely helpful for a psychiatrist to treat you uh, as a whole person and not just a few of the symptoms that you may be feeling. Yeah, and I think one of the, the, the one of the ones that seems to affect people the most is the substances that they're putting in their body. So whether that means alcohol or marijuana or any other substances, as you mentioned, that those all of those things, what we know about those things is they do affect your brain chemistry. And they do kind of change how things are working internally, um, even if they feel like a positive influence, whatever it is, then they are affecting your brain chemistry. And so I think one of the really important <clears throat> excuse me, pieces of information that you need to give your psychiatrist is an honest understanding and level of the, the amount of those substances you're using. So 
you know, you really want to try very specific to let them know how often are you drinking, how many drinks are you having, and because those are things that all can affect the efficacy of the medication they give you um, and also may interact with those things. So it's really important that you're open and honest about that so that they have all the information that they need. They need good data in to respond with good data out as far as the type of treatment they were prescribed. Absolutely. You know, and another part of this too is psychiatrists, as much as they are about medication management, you know, they're thinking about the near-term and long-term mental health, um, you know, of you as their client. And so if there's other things that they could be thinking about for your, the future, other than just the symptomology that you're feeling right now, um, that all comes into play with how much information you give them. Yeah, essentially you want to be, you want to give the psychiatrist uh, as much possible honest information as you can so they can do their job. Um, their ability to treat you is only as good as the information they're getting across the board, both from a physical standpoint, you know, as Oren mentioned, your sleep and your exercise and the type of food you're eating and the substances that you're putting in your body, as well as how you're feeling. As, as well as, so it's really important that you're self-aware of what type of feelings are coming up for you as you're seeking help. So if, uh, you know, so, so it's really important that you try to be as self-aware as you can. And sometimes what's helpful is you will talk to somebody who knows you really well, somebody who has been around you a bit to be able to have them kind of explain what they're seeing from an outside perspective, because sometimes that can help you understand a little bit better about what's going on internally for you. So it's kind of gathering as much information as you can and then sharing as much information as you can with the psychiatrist who's working to help you. Yeah. Well, and I think it would be kind of naive for us, Derek, not to talk about kind of some of the reasons why people wouldn't want to be completely open and honest with their psychiatrist, um, whether they are going back to someone they've seen before or starting a new relationship. And I think that, you know, a lot of people um, you know, struggle, whether it's, you know, with shame or guilt or just lack of awareness, um, about sharing, you know, the, the complete truth, um, of kind of what they're up to. Absolutely. And many times this is a new relationship that you're having with this person. So it's asking a lot to be able to be completely vulnerable and open and honest with somebody that you don't know very well. Uh, particularly if these are behaviors that you are concerned that might actually be affecting how you're doing. And the confusing part of some of these things may, that is that at the moment, it might feel like a good decision. But overall, what we know is, is that these things would affect your brain chemistry. So you may be just kind of trying to get by on a day-to-day -day basis. And if getting by on a day-to-day -day basis means that you, you feel like having two or three glasses of wine every night, is something that's kind of helping with your anxiety or helping with your depression or taking that off, then that may be true that there is some short-term benefit for that when you're actually uh, you know, consuming the substances. But the problem is, is that how does that affect you as you continue kind of around the clock? And because for instance, I'll use alcohol, alcohol is a depressant, that's, that's what it's classified as. And so the more alcohol you put into your system, and then if you are feeling any symptoms of depression, then part of that can be driven by the level of alcohol consumption that you're taking. And so it can be confusing as far as what you share, because you feel like some of these things may actually be helping you in the short run, 
but they may be leading to an increase in the symptoms of why you're talking to the psychiatrist in the first place. Why did I go see a psychiatrist while I was feeling depressed in the mornings and sluggish and unmotivated? And so that may be connected to some of your alcohol consumption uh, or it's same with sleep and diet and all those things kind of mixed together. So it's hard to be honest with somebody that you're just meeting for the first time or you don't know that well, but ultimately that's really the key is, is you, if you're going to spend the time and money to go talk to a psychiatrist, you need to be prepared to go in there and give them as much possible information as you can and as specific as, of information as you can so that they can properly do their job. Yeah. And I, and I have a lot of experiences with clients that were tentative starting a relationship, whether it's with the, with me as a kind of a mental health provider or a psychiatrist, um, because they really didn't know how it was going to go. They didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and, and ultimately what they've shared with me and what they've gone through is that, um, you know, they, they really have to surrender the idea that they knew what was going to happen and that they somehow were going to be um, kind of know all the answers and be in control of this, that by going to get help means that other people are actually going to help you and will have your best interest in mind and in heart to try and get you to the best place possible. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all that. And if you have any other questions about, um, picking a psychiatrist or, or what to talk about, what to talk about or, or how to navigate that, send in more questions, uh, shoot us a message uh, over email or social media, um, and we'll be happy to kind of dig in a little bit more on this topic. Yeah, and I'd like to add one thing is if you have any sort of history of substance abuse at all, uh, then it is really important that you share that with the psychiatrist, because there's absolutely certain types of medication that a psychiatrist might prescribe to somebody who does not have a substance abuse history versus somebody who does. And that's really important because some of these substances, although, you know, even though they can be helpful for, for some folks, uh, it is important that they know what your history is, because what you don't want to have happen is have the psychiatrist prescribe you a medication that ultimately might end up becoming another issue for you. And particularly that comes true with kind of stimulants as far as Adderall and things like that. And also benzos, uh, which would be Xanax and, and those types. So you want to make sure that uh, if you're going to you know, kind of get medication management from your psychiatrist, that they have the information about any substance abuse issues in the past, because they're going to need to be careful of certain, uh, certain types of medication that they would prescribe to you and the only way they will, that will kind of be triggered in their mind that they need to kind of be careful of this will be with you being honest about what historically has been, you know, some of your challenges and some of the issues that you've faced over time. Thank you for listening to the Millennium Counseling Center podcast, where hope is yours, it's time to soar. Continue along your journey of healing, hope, and recovery with us next week. If you want to learn more about mental health, recovery, or if you just need someone to talk to, send us a message on Instagram or fill out the contact form on our website at millenniumhope.com. We are here to talk.